everybody. Welcome back to the Slumber Party Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Jusen, sleep expert alongside my BFF, Lisa Ramrein. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you? I'm great. It's March great. break for me. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So this, th- we have mixed feelings on March break. Um, and I'm so excited. It's a special episode um, because this is like a fangirl episode where, and I have a few of these along the um, the the podcast history, and you can probably tell um, when they are. Uh, number one was Emily Oster, who is someone who like walked me through my first pregnancy, um, basically to make me feel more sane. And then um, um, today we have uh, Libby, um, who do people just say Libby? Do they just come up to you and are they like diary of an honest mom? Like, because this happens to me sometimes. Yeah, People like are they like, do Baby's too. Baby's best sleep. I'm like, hey, it's Amanda. You're the sleep grower. Right. They'll be like, hey, are you the honest mom? And yes, I am. That's, it's Libby. Hi. Yeah, you have a name. Yeah. It's Libby. Welcome right. to the podcast. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I I wrote you. So, the, like, we don't really even have, like, a good organic story. I was just like, hi, I just love everything you do. And I think that we should do something because we're so aligned on everything. Um, and I'm often watching your TikToks and just, like, fist pumping. So we should probably do something. And you're Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was perfect. It's perfect. We're, Where are you? I mean, you don't Um, have to tell me exactly. (laughs) I am in a small town called, uh, right? (laughs) The color of my house and everything. (laughs) I'm in a small town uh, called Caledonia, which is just south of Hamilton. Yes, that's right. Small town life. I'm in Hamilton. Oh, nice. Hmm. It's amazing. I I love meeting people who are like in the online world, but local. It's so cool. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. Well, it it actually, um, the birds papaya, who's like another like pretty influential mom person on the internet. Um, I know that like people know where she is, and she's often talking about people go to her house and do stuff, which is really no, weird. No yes. way. She's talked <gasps> about that. I know. Can you imagine? Terrifying. No, no. I'm very conscious when I film videos, like not to film the front of my house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, same. Or like the numbers or my license. Right, right, exactly. Not that I'm like people are looking to find me to be like, hey, help my baby sleep. (laughs) Sleep, girl. So so interesting story. Um, So because I used to work in the school in town, like a lot of the teenagers and like preteens know me. And when I took my kids out for Halloween, I was in a costume, of course, and we came back to the house to like, I don't know, warm up some more. And as I was walking up to my front door, there was like a group of teenagers and they were like, hey, that's where that famous TikTok girl lives. Like all the teenagers know. So they'll like walk by the front of my house and like always try and look in the window. (laughs) Can we just discuss what level of like you have such high status amongst that group? For sure. Like I do. Did you used to teach? (laughs) I did. So like I taught some of them. Um, So now they're like, I will go walking in my town. I'll go walking past the skate park and they'll be like, hey, they'll like yell at me from across the street. Be like, we love your TikToks. It's so cute. It's so cute. I love that. I remember like, well, why I say this is very back in the day, just before I left teaching. um, My students, like I was building my profile in my business. And one of my students was like, 
How'd you get 500 followers? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't really know. (laughs) Well, because they think it's the best, right? Like they're just like, oh my goodness, all these followers. They think it's like, like the pinnacle of success in life. Totally. And really it means nothing. Someone told me in my circle and they won't listen to this podcast, so that's fine. But someone was like, Hey, so like, I actually checked you and like, please know, I do not think this of myself. This is what someone said to me. And they were like, I saw it. I finally like actually checked you out on Instagram. You have quite a bit of followers. I think I have like 17,000. And I was like, yeah, like, I mean, it's over a number of years for my business. And he's like, yeah. So like, how much does Instagram pay you? Yeah. How much does Instagram pay me? Jack yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work like that, my friend. <laughs> but I do think that people think that. I right. I didn't know that you don't get paid from Instagram. Right. You're lying. Right. No, I'm not lying. I really don't. I don't know how any of I mean, like, I know but that. But you people, don't think that Instagram but why is do people me? Well, I think that you might be paid off of Instagram, like collaborate. I don't know. Right. I don't know. How do, why do people do that? That, I guess, happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. that, yeah. that can yeah. happen. Obviously, brand partnerships are a thing. I have yeah. made money through that before. Yeah. But Instagram but why, is actually is Instagram. Out there? Right. I mean, does TikTok pay um, for viewership? Um, in the States, they do. They have like the creator fund, but it's pennies. Oh, yeah. Like you get yeah. a video go viral and get a million views and you might make like 10 bucks. Like it's not like substantial. The The money right. is like okay. in the brand partnerships. But yeah. in Canada, you don't get anything from, there's no creator fund in Canada for TikTok. So yeah. It's just like, right. do it. Just Yeah, the fame, <laughs> yeah. the fame, just baby. <laughs> and, right. when, and when I started TikTok, I didn't even know that there was a way that people did end up making money. I was just like, this is so much fun. And like, I can act like an idiot on the internet and like other silly moms can find me and I don't have to like pretend like I have my life together anymore. Um, well, I didn't actually, realize I, it would be a job. Like, <laughs> I was going to ask you about this because you like came on to my scene during like probably 2021. Um, tell me a little bit about your foray into TikTok. What, what like, was this a pandemic thing? Like, tell me all about it. So I, like I said, I worked as an educational assistant um, for our our local school. And I remember being like in a classroom a week before everything got shut down and the kids were talking about TikTok. And I was like, that's dangerous. Like you shouldn't (laughs) go on that platform. Like there's bad people and like, it's not safe for you. You shouldn't be, I didn't know anything about TikTok. I just thought it was like girls dancing and not very many clothes. So I was like, it's bad. It's sort of how it started though. (laughs) Right? It is. It was like TikTok was like, can you do a dance? And I'm like, I cannot. So I won't Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then like a week into the shutdown, I was like, I don't see what this TikTok thing is all about. And so then it was like a deep, deep, deep rabbit hole of like obsession and like just oh, it's so funny and so entertaining and all the things. So I very quickly was like, oh, I love this so much because Instagram was never really my scene, right? Like all I knew of Instagram was like people like posting a lot of like curated, like perfected stuff. And it just made me feel shame and guilt and all the things. Um, so it what drew me to TikTok was the authenticity of it. So I think like two weeks in, I was like, I'm going to post a video. I'm not someone that overthinks things. I'm like, we'll just try it, see what happens. <laughs> so I did. And within like the first couple of weeks, I had one like hit like 100,000 views. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, so yeah, I just started posting consistently and like finding people and finding community. And 
like my account consistently grew, but never considered that it would like turn into a job or turn into something I did full time or like would make me quit all my other aspirations in life. (laughs) Um, Or that would lead to my Instagram and my Instagram following. Like I just started it to be like, this is so much fun and like connect with other moms and women. And yeah, it's been a wild two years. mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. And I, and I think too, why you've connected so much um, with that. I mean, if I'm speaking personally, is that your, your content is, I mean, obviously so relatable, but I think um, it's so truthful. It's so honest, honest mom. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, that is the great thing about TikTok is it seems to be far less curated and yes. like put together. I do struggle about that, like as a business owner. So like my, my intentions on Instagram are a way for people to get to know, um, myself and my team before they hire us. Mm-hmm. And, it's exhausting though. Like it's exhausting. I hate it. I mean, I don't hate, I, I love it. And I hate that Instagram and social media has sort of become this other job in, and a requirement of running a business. Right. I, but you sort of have it on the opposite way. Like, do you feel exhausted by it ever? Do you feel pressure um, to post? Occasionally, I generally have lots of opinions and ideas. So it's not like I ever like run out of content, but there are days where I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to post today. Or I like, it takes more effort to think of something. Um, And I think more of the pressure comes from like um, upkeeping the community and interacting with my community. And because there's so many people, like, I don't want people to feel like because I've grown bigger that I'm less approachable, but at the same time, I only have so many hours in a day. So for me, it's more like balancing, like where to put my time um, in my community and like how much content do I create versus how much do I interact? So that's where, that's the biggest struggle for me is finding that balance of where to put my time. But if I could just make content all day long, like that would be the dream and not do any of the other like admin or all the other stuff. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the creative fun part, right? Right. And Libby, when you say you're like TikTok is a job, then maybe this is where the confusion comes from. So what is it that you mentioned that maybe you get other opportunities from TikTok and, and your ability to reach more people or... Right. So because I've built a platform for myself, I'd say most of my income comes from brand partnerships, brands that reach out to me that want me to Mm -hmm. promote their products. And I say no to, you know, 85% of them. I only select ones that I think will actually really help my audience genuinely or that I actually really like. And so then brands pay me to promote them. And so like the, you know, most of my content is unpaid, but the very small amount that is paid makes it so that I can spend Mm -hmm. all my time making free content. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. And so the hope is that one day I won't have to do ad content and, you know, maybe I'll write a book or maybe I'll become a speaker and things like that. But right now the main source of income is those brand partnerships. And I think that's like a misconception that people don't like people don't really get. Right. I've even had people be like, I'm unfollowing you. You're doing an ad. And it's like, but like, how do you think I find the time to make all this other content that takes like many, many, many hours every day? Like I wouldn't be able to do this if I wasn't getting paid. I'd have to go to a job somewhere else and I wouldn't have the time to make this other content. So that's a really big misconception I think people have. They think you're just a sellout when you advertise stuff. Or that like you have all the time, like we, I sort of get this on the other end about people messaging me on Instagram, baby sleep advice. And like, 
it, I want to help everyone. And honestly, when I first started, it was a, an easy way. If I could answer the question quickly, I would. But I think what I'm, I've learned for myself, it was a piece of learning for me, is that you can't answer everyone's question or else yes. th- that is all you do is right. that. And then it's like, then people will be like, well, I can't afford this and this service should be free. And I'm like, well, I don't disagree with you, but it's not. And right. I'm, you know, doing other things to make that possible. But it's like, I can't spend all my time answering my DMs for your very right. specific personal yeah. question. Right. Your time actually- costs uh, and it, it doesn't right. always, you know, it doesn't always cost money, but it comes at a cost for something. Right. Exactly. And it's valuable. Like I was talking to a creator the other day about how it seems to be like a woman thing where we typically, we want to help people, right? Like we always want to help and that somehow we're made to feel, or we do feel that like we shouldn't charge for the value that we offer, but like our time is valuable and our energy and, and our skills and our experience and all those things are valuable. And it just seems to be something that's harder to say like, yeah, like this is valuable. It, it, it costs money. I can't spend all my time doing this for free, even though you're doing it to help people. Right. And there's all kinds of professions like doctors help people, they get paid. Therapists help people, they get paid. So why shouldn't, you know, we get paid for doing yeah. things that are valuable. There's been such conditioning, I think, for women in this area yeah. where it's it's right. hard. Um, it's been like I'm getting better at this. I've gotten better at this, but like it was hard to charge friends for anything or it was hard to now. I mean, it still is, to be honest. So I, I make sure all my friends are working with my team. Um but it's hard to charge money. You feel bad accepting it. And I actually think it's hard as a society for people to value like typical women's work. I mean, we yes. see this if we took out mm-hmm. social media teaching, for example, right? right? Like people are so pissed off in this country that right. teachers get paid what they pay, get right. paid. It's like, well, mm-hmm. summer's off. It's like, if they don't have summers off, bad things will happen to your children. <laughs> so like right. give them the summers off. It's like, right. I, I I'm so, I just have this whole thing. Um, people really are like, well, I don't want to pay for a full package. I want, what I want to do is I want to pay for a $75 call. And then I want to message you 700 times to ask you all the follow-up questions that right. should be fo- done in the package, which is why we do the package. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. and then, and then people are very offended. Um, oh, you're just trying to upsell. I'm like, no, it just won't work as right. evidenced by the fact right. that you've come back and told me yes. this didn't work. <laughs> and this is my work and that is work. Like people just think, oh, it's just a DM. No, you're working when you're answering yes. people's DMs. Like that is work and that's valuable. And I also think like um, just, you know, sometimes when I was first starting out, like if I, I've had pro- like a handful of brand partnerships, but when I do, people are like, <laughs> you know, certain friends will kind of snicker and I'll be like, no, like I don't do this for a living, but like people who do are, you know, typical influencers or they are doing brand partnerships. Those are extremely skilled marketers, extremely mm-hmm. skilled. And so while you have viewed that partnership as like a sellout, you have developed a skill or a communication style that should be valued with dollars in your bank account. 
Right. 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 And if you were watching regular cable television and a commercial came on, you wouldn't be like, I'm canceling this TV service. It was an advertisement. Like, how dare they? No, it's like par for the course. You get the other content and you get the ad. But like it's different when it's like a person. Right. Like when a person provides you endless free content, like how dare they make any money from, you know, promoting something that like many times, you know, you're promoting anyway, like you're promoting things for free all the time, like telling people about products. But like, if you get paid, then people don't like that. It's so strange. And I think there's just a lot of misconceptions out there. Totally. There is. I think that people think that, and you've sort of hit on this already, that like content creation is just so easy. Um, I've actually struggled with this myself because I'm at school right now. And so like that part of my brain, that creativity and writing is kind of like accessed all the time. And then it comes time to like make a TikTok and I'm like, <laughs> it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. How many hours a week are you putting into that? Um, into uh, into, make, into making the content? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would say like. 15 hours, 20 hours. And then of course there's like the DMS and the emails and the contract, all the other things, but into actually making the content, probably like 10 to 15. Okay. That makes me feel better. Cause I can't see like the actual like editing and posting. It takes so long writing the text, getting the captions, all the things. Yeah, for sure. I really love it. Inevitably we still can never read that. (laughs) It's always like the the, the caption. You can never end up reading it on on no. TikTok. I'm always like, how has TikTok not figured out how to move their stuff around so we right. can see all of yeah. the things? Please, I know they only allow so many care. It's like TikTok is funny. It's like you should put hashtags in, not too many. Also have some things in there, but not. It's like don't do I don't that. know what yeah. you want me to do, right? Um. What was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to talk about, so one of your, um, so I, like I said, I had reached out to you because I, I love, um, your content and, um, I, I just love your honesty around mothering. And one of your most recent posts was around this idea of, you know, there was that TikTok going around about like, oh, your first four years, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, a lot of moms might have listened or watched that and sort of been like, oh, okay. And this has actually been a fight song for me for years about when people say, oh, you should enjoy these times. They're only Mm -hmm. little this once. And it just like, we are, my kids are almost eight and almost six and I am loving right now. I did not love the baby or like I would say the toddler years. I found them incredibly challenging. And I wish someone said, hey, this part is challenging and it's only going to get better. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. My yeah, kids like, are exactly those ages as well. They're turning oh. six and eight. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's the same thing. Like all you need is to feel seen and validated yeah. and say, you know what? It, it is hard. It doesn't mean that you don't love your children. And of course yeah. you want to enjoy every minute, but you can't enjoy things when you haven't slept in, you know, a year <laughs> or two or like, oh it makes it challenging, you know, like, who, who enters motherhood saying, well, I don't really want to enjoy this time. I'd like to just skip it. Of right? course we want, of course we want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So being reminded by a man's voice on a viral, mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, TikTok or Instagram clip that we need to be present and be there and not to miss it and to enjoy it. It's like, yeah, 
we we know <laughs> we already pressure ourselves. We're already yes. up in the middle of the night feeling guilty about when we yelled at our kids earlier that day. Like we are like got it. Thank you. Thank I'm you curious for the about like if we actually did a bes- uh, it would be funny to do a behind the scenes TikTok. So you can take this because I don't have the time to make this. Where it's like <laughs> that guy, like we have a recording of that guy like doing the recording for this TikTok and his wife yeah. just like looking at him, being like, What the fuck are you talking about? Like you did fuck right. all for the last right. like four years. Right. Right. What are you talking? I think that right. would be really funny. I would love Well the that. the guy who did it, do you know who it is? No. So no. it's Jordan Peterson and he's like a uh, I yeah, know who Jordan Peterson right, is. You know, like forget it. I can't I'm gonna like zip my mouth about all the things I feel about him, but he actually made it directed towards men. Like he was talking to men and he was talking to dads, basically saying, like, don't okay. work 70 hours a week and leave your wife at right. home to do everything. Like you need to be there for your kids too. So right. the sound the problem is that they took a long YouTube video and they clipped it to 30 seconds and they clipped mm-hmm. it to the most shame inducing 30 seconds. And then instead right. of men using it for other men, women used it <sighs> and then so like dead. didn't even like realize it was inducing so much shame. And so I made a, a quote post about it two days ago and like, it just like blew up, like, you know, like hundreds of shares, all the things. And I was like, I haven't seen anyone else talk about this. So I think, you know, I sort of started this conversation. I ended up making an alternative version of the sound basically saying like, the four years are really hard. Like, don't worry about it. Um, but it's so interesting. Like there has been like tidal waves of like shame and guilt and regret that women have been feeling hearing this sound over and over and over again. I'm not, not exaggerating when I say I got several hundred messages from women saying the moment they hear that sound, they have to swipe immediately. Yes. Uh, honestly, that's why, that's why I don't so know about it. Awful. It made them feel <laughs> yeah. so awful. And it's like, yeah, maybe yeah. it wasn't meant for women, but right now it's being used for women and yeah. it's creating tidal wave of shame. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that made me pause was hearing a woman's voice. And I actually, I didn't know that it was something else, but it was just like, oh my goodness, like that is finally, I hear a woman's voice saying this thing. That was the the very first thing that grabbed me. Right. Um, yeah. Hearing a man tell anybody anything. I, I know it wasn't meant for this reason, but, or whatever, originally, but, uh, right. But, but it's somehow reaching it always women. turns that way. Right. Exactly. And then it makes us feel even worse. Cause it's like, when it's coming from a man, you're like, okay, easy for you to say when you get to go to work for eight to 12 hours a day. And I've literally been staring at the same four walls for three and a half years straight. And I can't leave the house because the baby and the toddler are napping and I haven't seen my friends in three years and I don't know who I am anymore. And like, I've literally given everything for these children. And Mm -hmm. now you're telling me that it goes by fast. It's like, okay, I know. Also, it goes by very slow. (laughs) And also like whoever just has kids to have babies, like, like, you know, when my boy, my boys were about to be, or were just six and eight when I had my third child. And it was like, yeah, I, I was like, oh my goodness, I see the possibility of how wonderful six and eight is once I'm done having this cute little baby, you know? Right. Um, And the thing is like, I love, and I love having an infant. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm the mom who loves an infant, you know? So still get, get this done with, this is a get through stage. Right. And like to make moms feel like after four, like that's it. 
Because he actually says that in the video. That's it. Four years. That's, that's it. it. It's like that's it's it. not. That's not it. That's it. Like, it like, continues, really? And it gets better, and you get to have good conversations with them, and you get to laugh yeah. at their jokes, and they actually have interesting things to say, right. and you get to become, you know, friends with them. And there's so many other good yes. things, but the sound bite just makes it seem like, uh, number one, don't screw it up, because if you do, like, you don't have any more chances. Like after four, like you're done you're done. It's like, that's not true. We have so many years with them. It goes along with that stupid, like, oh, you only have 18 summers with your kids. Like, yeah, we also have fall and winter and spring. And if we don't screw them up, we have the rest of their lives with them as well. There's tons of mittens during those times. Yeah. (laughs) 18 summers and 24,000 mittens. You have 18 summers (laughs) and the rest of the three seasons um, when your child is in the cage that they live in. Um, It's like, what? I hate that. Right. 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 Yeah. I, you said something, um, oh my God, it like left my brain. You were talking about the baby stage. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I always get tagged in these videos of the same woman. I don't even know. Honestly, I'm not like trying to be anonymous. I have, a. A little baby with me all the time for my job. <laughs> but I was like, where did that baby come from? And just why just are like, you carrying it like that? So effortless. Right? I'm it. sorry, I'm busy. I just gave birth mid podcast. <laughs> it's because I'm all, like parents, it became obvious like parents will be like, okay, what exactly do I do when I go and do a check? Or if I'm sitting next to the baby during sleep training, what do I do? So I was like, it's this. It's this. It's this. Like, you just have to actually show them. So yeah. this is why I have this. Anyway, there's a woman who's always, like, literally like this. If you are watching and are listening to this, I'm just holding a baby doll and, and swaying back and forth. And her eyes are closed. And then she just continues to tell people, if your baby wants to co-sleep, normal. Nursing all night, normal. This is it, normal. And it's like... We know that that's normal. Like the, the the problem isn't like I have never thought of like you know someone who isn't sleep training or whatever choosing not to or or whatever going to that person to be like you're ruining your baby. Like who says that really? Who says that? Right. Like I I don't think or like people do a discovery call with me and they're like, well, my baby like has short naps. And it's like, well, you know, that's a lot of normal things. The the thing about all of the things and and like, how can you make that video and not think, well, it's shame inducing to the mom who can't do this or is like breaking inside because this baby has been like sleeping on her for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's like, our experience, you know, and my experience and, you know, among us three will be so different um, compared to each other, right? What we can handle. I couldn't co-sleep if I tried to co-sleep and I just couldn't do it. So what does that say about me? There's this really normal thing that my, my kid is doing and I'm not, in, I'm not loving it, you know, and, and the privilege involved 
in this all day. Like, how do you do that with more than one child? How are you able, like, it drives me crazy. I know. And that made me feel so bad with my second. So like my first baby, she was pretty good and she Mm. actually nursed very well. So like her Mm. and I for a year, it was awesome. Like I could just sit on the couch and nurse her for like three hours. Like she wasn't getting any milk, but you know, watch Ellen DeGeneres and we could just hang out and do our thing. And then if we wanted to get up and go somewhere, we could, it was her and her schedule and me and my non-existent schedule. Um, and then I get this second baby who number one was atrocious and never slept and never ate and couldn't breastfeed and screamed all the time. Well, but then I have this toddler. Right, exactly. And I'm like, I literally cannot carry you all the time. And I cannot have you sleep on me. And I cannot do this because I have other children to tend to and other things that I have to do. Um, and I think the other problem too, is this societal like viewpoint of like, martyrdom too, where it's so infant and child focused that it's like, if you don't make your children the most important thing in your universe, then there's something wrong with you or that you're a bad mom or like it's so focused on them that it doesn't even take into consideration mom's mental health or mom's state of mind or mom's sleep deprivation. It's like, okay, so you're going to tell me the research says blah, blah, blah. I need to nurse my baby this much. I need to never say no. I need to, you know, on demand, all this sort of stuff. But like, where is the research that says that when people become sleep deprived, they feel like they're going insane and they're that much more likely to do harmful things to themselves or their children or be so tired that they miss something else really important or they're not paying attention because they're so exhausted. Like, how how can we not but just this, have that a research actually that includes exists. all the contextual things? Yeah, yeah. But but the, right. the people who are perpetuating this thing that yeah. is all about your child and not about yeah. you, it's like, yeah. well, no, mom is fairly important in this picture because if mom isn't functioning well, then how yeah. is she going to be a good mom the rest of the time? Totally. I feel like I'm 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 doing my social work degree right now, and. Um, I, I try to tailor all of my assignments to like postpartum experiences and like you are going to see any, any research against sleep training is theoretical. So we don't actually know, and nobody knows, which means that there's no argument to sleep train. There's no argument, um, Like you could argue, well, you're doing damage if you don't sleep train, right? Like you can take the information and use it either way. But what we do know for sure outside of like, let's take out sleep training. If your child is waking frequently, um, if you're not sleeping, mom is at like a huge risk for like perinatal mood disorders, whether that's depression, anxiety. Um, I mean, to your point, literally physical accidents, your immune system. And this isn't like, I think people like someone on Instagram fought me about this one day, just being like you, uh, you and everyone in your industry is just constantly exaggerating. And I'm like, I've had moms tell me things that I'll, I won't repeat. So, and I don't think they're making that up. Yeah, and yep. I, it's like, yeah, I just, and there's especially a huge in the pandemic, right? right? Oh, the yes. idea of being stuck at home and not having the, the opportunity to know that, yes, your baby will cry. You will want to hold your baby and that might be totally normal, but it's also totally normal for you to put the baby down and walk away, even though every urge inside of you screams to pick the baby back up. Mm -hmm, you for you need to walk away right like I feel like somebody 
well, I, I didn't have somebody to have to tell me that. Luckily, my my hardest baby was my second, and my toddler would like punch me in the throat if I didn't tend to him immediately right so I had to put the screaming baby down I really truly believe that that is the only way I stayed sane is because my toddler was constantly pulling right. on me right. to, to allow me to put the, that baby right. down yes. you had to. I didn't want to. to I didn't want yeah. to but I didn't want to I really didn't my natural mm-hmm. uh, my natural state during that time of my life was to hold mm-hmm. that baby to attach mm-hmm. it and glue it to me everywhere But Um, we used to be able to do that because we had all sorts of community members that helped us and we lived close to family and we might have had an older relative living with us. And I'm thinking in modern times. And if we go back, 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 we really did live in groups. We had many uh, women within our circle who could breastfeed our babies when we couldn't. And like we have now got to a point where we're so siloed and we are actually expected to do the work of a a whole community of that whole village. And when we can't, we, we pile on, we pile on. So like, you know, we can talk about normal all day, but what's not normal is how we live. So what are you supposed to do about that? Our environment isn't normal. We're not supposed to raise children alone. We're not like, thank God for mat leave, but I have to say I struggled the most with the year off. I I went back early with my first. I had the like a great year. I struggled the most being at home all day with my baby, expected to be everything for her all day long. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. agonizing, honestly. Yeah, totally. On that happy note, (laughs) we are, um, so Libby, we limit the podcast to a a time of a crap nap. Um, So that's generally anywhere between like 25 and 35 minutes. So, you know, a parent can get their quick fix, get their tips. Um, And we're headed into 33 minutes, which that's, we're getting a good nap in there. Where can everybody find you? You have a blog, right? Did you? Is I that do. new? I do. Yeah, it's tell me wish. I launched it in November. Um, Diaryofanhonestmom.com, and I talk about motherhood, of course, uh, mental health, which intrinsically tied, and generational yep. trauma, which also tied in, right? And you know, parenting in a way that is different to how we were parenting. So that's what I talk about on there. And I love, I love writing, and I love like giving more context to the different things we see on social media and like really going deep on stuff. So I love you can find it. me there and Instagram and TikTok. Um, and yes, that's at diary of an honest mom and it's that's wonderful right. and do a deep dive. I mean, if you're listening, you've probably already found Libby. Um, and you're so funny. You're I so know. Funny. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I your sense of humor. I love it. I I have shared many of your things. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your brain. And you're welcome back anytime. If you want to like pick a topic and we can like scream about it, I would love that. Sounds <laughs> great. Thank you for having me. This was this was good. Yay. Yeah. Thanks, we'll come Libby. back anytime. Bye, everyone. As always, if you are having struggles with your sleep, book a call with a member of our team. We work worldwide because we work virtually because Zoom exists. Thank God. You can find us at babiesbestsleep.com, on Instagram, at babiesbestsleep, and Facebook, although 
I don't know. Is anyone on Facebook anymore? Maybe. Maybe if that's you, it's facebook.com slash baby's best sleep or on TikTok where I attempt to be funny like Libby and fail. Um, (laughs) Have a good one, everyone. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.